Wondering if you should bother with an eye cream? Searching for the best one? Then stick around, because on today's episode, the eyes have it. Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. another episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. So we are up to episode 30 and today I'm super excited to dive right into today's topic which is the best K-beauty eye creams. But I know that there is a little bit of controversy sometimes about the concept of an eye cream and whether it's a product that we really need or whether it's just a marketing ploy by companies to sell us additional skincare products. So I'm going to go into all of that, some of the reasons why people suggest wearing an eye cream, who I think can benefit from them, and then as well, um, how to get more bang for your buck out of the eye creams that you do have plus some of my favorite K-Beauty picks. So that gives you, I guess, a little bit of an overview of what we're going to be talking about today. So you can probably guess from that that I am in favor of eye creams, but I'm going to talk through the reasons why, because I think that is, it's an important discussion to have about any sort of category of skincare where there is a bit of controversy over whether it serves a useful purpose or not. So let's do that today. But before I jump into that long-winded explanation, I'm going to say hello to anyone who is joining us for the first time. So on this show, we talk all things Korean beauty and skincare generally, uh, obviously with an emphasis on Korean products. That is what I'm super passionate about. My name is Lauren Lee, and I am the founder of Style Story, which is an online K-beauty platform where you can shop and explore the world of Korean beauty. And our team are always there to field any questions you might have, any queries, match you with your perfect Korean beauty products, basically anything to do with exploring the world of K-beauty, that's what we're there for. So today I would like to introduce you to a new sponsor for the show, and that is Jellico's brand new Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. So Jellico's first product, which was Bubble Tea Steam Cream, has already sold out on stylestory.com.au. So while we're waiting for some new product, I'm going to introduce you to the second product, which is Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. So this is a pink jelly textured face mask that is designed to be put on before you sleep. And it goes to work on your skin while you go to sleep to make the most of the skin's natural repair cycle overnight so that you wake up to brighter, bouncier and softer jelly skin the next morning. So if you haven't already, go and check out Jellico Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask. You will, of course, find that on the Style Story website as well. And then you can come and follow at Jellico underscore official, which is the official Instagram account for Jellico. Okay, so let us dive into today's topic. So eye creams. Now, one of the reasons why 
this category of product was invented in the first place is because the skin around our eyes is the thinnest and the most sensitive on our faces. And it's also usually the first place where the signs of aging will start showing up. So if you're thinking about, you know, fine lines and things like that, that's usually where you're going to see them first. So that's the reason. And I'm sure anyone that has sensitive skin will tell you that they often notice the symptoms of sensitivity. I know I do, particularly around the eyes. I've been able to work out in the past that I've been 100% allergic to a product because my eyes puffed up so much that I could barely open them. So the eyes are a really good indicator for a lot of things. And the skin around the eyes in particular is just a little bit different from the, the skin on the rest of our face. So that means that the eye skin, because it is just that much thinner than the skin on the rest of our face, it actually gets less of the benefits of our natural oils. So, you know, sebum, which is the oil that's on our skin, that's the stuff that keeps our skin smooth and then also appropriately moisturized. So when the sebum in our skin gets out of whack, it can cause all sorts of different problems. And that's when you'll often see, you know, people with oily skin have overproductive of sebum so too much and then people with dry skin lack it so no matter your skin type people's eye area is just naturally that much less uh, oily than the rest of their face the other thing that can impact on that skin is the effects of being outside so things like pollution uv rays all of that sort of stuff. So that is what will cause the signs of aging around our eyes and for our, our eyes to make our face look, you know, maybe sometimes a bit more older and tired than it actually is. The other thing is that obviously things that we do to our own bodies can show up in the eye area. So smoking is one. If you drink too much, excessive alcohol intake, I think you'll probably know when you wake up the next morning if you've had a big night out the night before, you really can see it in your eyes. And not just because they're bloodshot, they look puffy, like they just look different after a night on the juice than they do normally. The other thing is, of course, sun exposure. So sun exposure can affect our skin generally, but it can also affect the eyes as well. So that is the reason you'll see them more um, prominently, I guess, than other areas of the face. And then also the reason that lines and wrinkles will show up in your eye area is because as we age, obviously we gradually do lose our collagen and uh, the elasticity that our eyes have when we're younger. So these are just some of the, I guess, causes um, and the impacts that you will see on your eyes that happen naturally. Obviously some things are things that we have control over, like not smoking, that's always a good idea, not drinking too much. And then of course, you know, being religious about your sunscreen use and things like that. So uh, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, well, can't I just use my ordinary moisturizer on my eye area then? So that's a great question and I'm going to jump right into it. But first I wanted to share one of the reviews that has been left for the podcast. So this is a five-star review from Jody Jean 
and she says, if you really love skincare, niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, snail mucin, arbutin seems like a Harry Potter spell. I recently found this incredibly informative podcast and I bloody love it. I moved to Canada from South Africa at the beginning of the year and it's been a roller coaster trying to find out what to do with my skin. I've always been a skincare lover, but I didn't realize a new environment would cause such havoc on my skin. Should have been obvious though, right? Lauren does a brilliant job of breaking down everything clearly from ingredients to products to steps. Brilliant. The podcast feels like a conversation I have with my skincare obsessed friends about recommendations and ingredients we've found that works well with our 30 year old skin. K-Beauty is this wonderful world of fantastic products, but I never really knew where to start. Even when I lived in Asia, I randomly picked products with little research. I feel so much more confident choosing products and I feel like I've got a fairly good understanding of K-Beauty now. Thanks for sharing your knowledge, Lauren. Wow, that is such a nice review. Thank you. I am glad that you feel like you're having a conversation with a friend because I sometimes feel like I am standing here speaking to myself. So it's nice to know that you guys feel like we're having a conversation. You do know that you can always come over and find me and continue the conversation on the gram if you like. But until then, I will just keep talking into out of space into my microphone. Okay, so can you just use your ordinary moisture on your eyes? So, you know, long-winded way of saying this, but let's try and keep it really short. So eye creams are moisturizers, but not all moisturizers are eye creams. And I think a couple of things set the eye cream formulas apart from your facial moisturizer. The first thing that I can think of off the top of my head when it comes to just using your moisturizer is that the formulation is going to be really, really important here because obviously, as we discussed, the skin on your under eye area being a lot thinner than the rest of your face. If you tend towards the oilier side and you're using a moisturizer, just an ordinary moisturizer on your under eye area, it could be that that's just too thick and that it clogs your under eye skin. And that's when you'll notice those little white bumps starting to pop up, things like milia. Um, So they're not, it's not always safe or a great idea to load up as you would with your moisturizer under your eyes. That's the first thing I would say. The other thing is that eye cream formulas really should be different from the formulas that are for your moisturizers. And by that, I mean in in the terms of the type of the ingredients that you'll find in them and also in the concentration, more importantly. So some really popular and common ingredients in eye creams are things like niacinamide, peptides, your vitamin C, vitamin E, and then your hyaluronic acid. So because we're trying to deal with all of these different skin concerns in this area, they tend to be a lot more concentrated than a regular moisturizer because they're trying to target all of these signs. So the other thing is this, eye creams are made to be gentle enough so that they don't trigger an irritation. And as I mentioned, that area around the eyes is particularly sensitive. So, you know, that's just not necessarily the case for all moisturizers. So I think personally that there is a good um you know case argument to be made for using moisture um uh, moisturizer for your rest of your face and then an eye cream for your eye area but i'm gonna run through some ways a little bit later to get more bang for your buck because eye creams den- generally do tend to be are smaller in terms of how much they give you and they also tend to be quite expensive so i've got some really great 
bargain beauty buyers, K-beauty buyers on my list, but I'm also going to give you a couple of ways that I've picked up in Korea for how to make that go further. So in terms of the best way to apply your eye creams, so you want to be really, really soft and gentle, no pulling or no tugging. So tap lightly and then massage the cream into your skin and give it enough time to absorb, obviously. And because they are just that little bit more expensive, don't go too crazy. Don't apply too much. That will also help prevent things like milia and clogged pores. So just apply just the right amount. A pea-sized amount is normally fine. So this is my tip for getting the best bang for your buck out of your eye cream. You know those little lines that run basically parallel to your nose and down past your mouth, like your marionette lines or your your smile lines, I guess they call them? That is a great place to apply your eye cream as well. So you're treating two areas that are generally more lined and will show signs of aging. So under your eyes and then down your marionette lines. I always put my eye cream there now, and that's a tip that I've picked up from being in Korea. The other way I've seen Koreans use their eye cream is on their neck. So normally your neck will have a couple of really prominent lines in it, um, you know, about halfway down. It's slightly different for everyone. That is another really, really great place to put these formulas Uh, to target that kind of thing. So there's three places that I would suggest putting them then. Under your eyes, on the marionette lines, and then on the most prominent lines on your neck. Now, in terms of best bang for your buck, I've got two products for you guys. The first one is Applebee's Collagen Propolis Eye Cream. Now, the reason I love this so much is because it's perfect for doing those three different areas and it's bloody massive. It's huge. It's 70 mils. So 70 mils is for an, like, that's bigger than many moisturizers to put that in perspective. Like a standard eye cream would be about 30 grams and this is 70 mils. So it's a lot bigger. So you can afford to apply it a bit more liberally on your neck and running down your marionette lines and under your eyes, and you're not going to run out anytime soon. So that is one to look out for. Another one that is great if you're looking for some brightening benefits, so to reduce your dark circles under your eyes, is Purito Centella Green Level Eye Cream. So it's a really good one for summertime, particularly in Australia, but anywhere that the climate tends towards hotter and more humid would be perfect for it. And it's also 100% vegan and artificial fragrance free. So if fragrance is something that you are concerned about, then that would be a good one to look out for. And the next one, which is a favorite of flight attendants, Korean flight attendants, is Dialba's White Truffle Multi-Treatment Eye Cream. So this one, Dialba has some really, really beautiful formulas. It's not the cheapest brand, but the ingredients and how they're formulated, I think makes it worth the extra money. The products are just a step up from the standard sort of K-beauty brands that sort of churn out lots and lots of different products. I think Diaba really puts a lot of time and effort into making their products. So white truffle is the key ingredient that they're using, this white truffle from Dialba Piedmont in Italy, basically, hence the brand name. And that's really good for reviving tired skin. And it can also lock in moisture, which helps to smooth out the look of your wrinkles. So another great budget buy is Applebee's Daily Miracle Eye Cream. So this one addresses all the key concerns, eye bags, fine lines, puffiness, 
Uh, and it basically just revitalizes the skin around your eyes, which is what we want in an eye cream. Now, the last one on my list is Benton's Fermentation Eye Cream. So this eye cream actually has an interesting sort of backstory to it. There is a show in Korea called Get It Beauty, and it's like a beauty talk show. It was launched a while ago, back in 2006, and the program is really, really famous for its blind testing. So it basically does blind tests of makeup and skincare products, kind of like like a wine test, you know, when they take the labels off and they get people to, like, try the wine and they're like, tell me what's in this, you know, is it floral or fruity or something like that. It's the same except with skincare products. So they, this Benton eye cream was put in a panel, I guess, and they had like, I'm trying to think, they had like a hundred products, I'm pretty sure. And they eliminated 78 of them straight off the bat. And then they had 22 ones left over and they basically went under clinical tests for 28 days and you know they did a wrinkle test as well to see how this one would come up and Benton's fermentation eye cream actually ended up in the top five so 5.82 percent of wrinkle improvement was seen after the 28 days of the clinical study so the other um items so that it was in the top five the other ones that were up there in the top five with it were significantly more expensive products basically so cis layer i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly it's a french brand and that's like a couple of hundred bucks normally depending on where you are there was a biotherm one that's also a little bit on the pricey side swanee coco's fermentation peptide eye care cream which is a k-beauty product was in it was actually number one and then CMP's Skin Revive Vita A Contour Eye Cream. And then as well, this Benton one. So Benton is really, really great bang for buck, particularly if you, you know, compare it to these other really expensive ones. You could spend a couple of hundred bucks or you could pick one up for like mid-30s, basically. Well, that's in AUD. It'll be slightly different depending on where you're shopping, but that is just... Um, a solid one that actually then has some proof to back it up. So that one was on Get It Beauty. Um, and Get It Beauty, it's a really fun show to watch because, you know, blind tests, they put no-name brands up with some really popular ones and see what comes out on top. So that was one of them. Now, the other thing that you guys probably have seen when it comes to K-Beauty and eye treatments is the Hydrogel eye patches. So these are the little, they look basically like a, you know, a little thin sheet of plastic, I guess, like a little half moon sheet of plastic that you put underneath your eyes. There are lots and lots of different ones. Some of my favorite, just because firstly, they're pink and sparkly, but also because they actually work, are Hamish's Bulgarian Rose Hydrogel eye patch so they are great for skin brightening puffy eyes basically if you're looking to have your eye area hydrated plumped and refreshed then i would highly recommend checking these out and the really cool thing about this that i actually did not realize until much later is even though they're made of this hydrogel material which looks like it would be super unenvironmentally friendly it actually is eco-friendly and the reason is if you put them in hot water they melt they literally disappear so once you've used them basically all you need to do 
boil some water like you were going to make a tea and then drop them into it and they'll literally disappear into thin air. So they actually are good for the environment. Um, I was worried about hydrogel because I just thought, oh, I'm not so sure, like, you know, it goes in the ordinary trash, obviously. But I found all these videos of people like... <laughs> melting their eye patches, their hydrogel eye gels. And I was like, oh my God, is that a thing? It totally is. So I don't know why they don't uh, highlight this as much in their marketing because that's actually a totally cool marketing point. Um, but yeah, a lot of these hydrogel products, these hydrogel eye products are actually biodegradable and will dissolve if you put them into water. So some people prefer using hydrogel eye patches instead of an eye cream. Obviously, the downside is that you do have to wait around for them. You know, like they'll slip and slide if you're trying to walk around with an eye patch on. So I think you need to put aside 15, 20 minutes and just be lying down, relaxing. Like if you have that kind of time, then they're a really nice way to decompress, take some of the stress off and just feel like, you know, you're having a moment to yourself. But I know that for a lot of people, for people that are really busy, have a million things to do, using an eye cream, it will give you the same benefits, but you can sort of whack it on and then you're ready to go. So that is my sort of introduction primer, I guess, to eye creams, why I personally think that they're beneficial. I do myself use an eye cream um, and I have since I was in my mid-20s. There's no age really that is too young to start wearing an eye cream. The only thing I would say is if you are in your teens still or in your early 20s, make sure that you are using a formulation that is lightweight enough. So that would be a reason why I would not suggest to go and steal your mum's or something like that because it's going to be formulated for more mature skin and that kind of product can really weigh the skin down and then you might end up with clogged pores and things like that. So formulation is going to be important, but there's no reason in principle why a younger person can't get started on an eye cream in their early to mid twenties. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. So I would love to know, do you guys use eye creams? What ones are you using? Which ones have you tried? Do you have any nailed or failed products, any duds, misses, any products you would like to recommend? Come and find me on Instagram. I am at lauren.kbeauty. <sighs> that is all I have for you guys this week. So I will have another episode ready to go for you for next Tuesday. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode and also anytime you would like to leave a review I would absolutely love for you to do that and then of course I will read it out on the podcast okay guys that is all I have so I am gonna go and I will see you next Tuesday 